Art Fair Confidential, the Be in the Know podcast for the art curious. Join the creators of Art Expo New York and Spectrum Miami Art Fairs as they delve into the passions of art collectors, the creative spirit of artists, the how-tos of a successful art business, and the importance of art in today's world with interviews, discussions, and collaborations. Sponsored by Art Business News. Hi, everyone. Thanks for joining us for today's podcast, Art for Survival. I'm excited. We're going to be joined by Dave Navarro and Padilla, who have joined forces and formed a nonprofit dual diagnosis. Hi, Dave. How are you? Hi, Padilla. Thanks for having us. It's an honor to be here, man. It really is. It really is. So a little background as we get started. You probably know Dave as a musician with the rock band Jane's Addiction. He's also an activist and an artist. He is here today with Padilla as part of the collaborative art project, Dual Diagnosis. Padilla is a Los Angeles-based street artist, designer, and writer. Her work can best be described as psychological commentary. Dave and Padilla and I were talking about everything everyone has been through over the last two years. The pandemic, job layoffs, business closures, and basically all of our lives on hold. It's a lot and it can be depressing. And no wonder people are stressed out. Dave and Padilla have a really good story about dual diagnosis. They'll tell us about how they connected and the purpose behind dual diagnosis. Let's get to it. Dave, why don't you tell us a little bit about dual diagnosis? Well, I, uh, I initially discovered Padilla's work on the street. I, I saw a piece of hers and I, I think I just reached out to her. Yeah, it said, love me anyways. Yeah, it said, love me anyways. <laughs> and I was like, I love that. So I reached out to her yeah. and uh, I bought a piece from her and we, we became super tight. Did you move a Warhol to hang it or did I make that part up? You, you can believe that. <laughs> she can you. believe that. I That's think. how I tell it. But uh, yeah, you can tell that in the story. But I, I um, and we really hit it off as friends and as artists and started, uh, just collaborating almost instantly. And, you know, both Padilla and I suffer from mental disorders and, and, and struggle with, you know, I personally with drug addiction, with uh, depression, bipolarity, you name it. Padilla has her own set yeah. of circumstances. Uh, more, more PTSD, depression, anxiety. Yeah, and we both really mirror each other in that way and we connected on that and we started we started toying with the concept of if it had not been for these these maladies in our lives, we would not have some of the gifts that we have in our lives. And those are the things that have helped us push through the struggle and create. And we decided to create, I don't even know what you would call it because dual diagnosis, we, we are a clothing line for sure, but we're more than that. We do installations, we do fine art we do uh street art we donate we don't you know we do charitable charitable work and and our message really is to try and help lift the stigma off this mental illness thing being a sad shameful horrible thing and in fact if you're surviving with it and working towards it that you're actually a hero and great strengths come from it and i always talk to people about that i go Vincent Van Gogh would have been locked up today 
as a lunatic, but he didn't. And now we get to see his works and part of his genius was his insanity. And I think that when you, we decided to just tap in and express and own what's going on with us, this whole world evolved for us. And uh, Padilla can be more specific in terms of, of broadening that out, but we really, we really connected on just creating something that we were proud of, that we thought was cool, that made our maladies strengths as opposed to weaknesses. And as a result, this whole, this whole thing, this whole multimedia thing that we're doing has evolved. If you want to chime in on, on, on some more about it. Yeah. I mean, I would say, um, we're kind of working to create uh, a reframe here, you know, because th there are cultures where if you're schizophrenic, uh, they believe that you have one foot in two worlds. And, you know, isn't that beautiful? And isn't that enchanting? Don't you want to know someone like that? Yeah. You know, um, instead of our culture here where it's it's disease and, and fear. Um, and it's the same thing with bipolar. Anybody that I've known personally in my life who's just a powerful uh, visionary, artist, creator, musician, whatever, um, has, they've all been diagnosed with bipolar. And it's heartbreaking to see them go through their life feeling lesser and broken yeah. and shame when, in fact, they have this incredibly beautiful creative energy running through them which is their genius and it's their it's their superpower so overall you know what we're working to accomplish here is to create a shift in our culture where we stop pathologizing our mental differences and instead celebrate the beauty of uniqueness yes and well, i can i could also add in that in that uh, in terms of what what video is talking about that the people who have influenced me in my life artistically and musically by and large every single one of them struggled with something yeah every single one of them from you know from rothko to hendrix do you know what i mean like these are the people what yeah totally yeah, yeah. so like the to, to me those are my heroes and all my heroes are people who have similar things that we share and why not use those tools to grow and to help other people say, you know, I do have this thing. I do have this malady, but maybe I can, I can hone it into something beautiful and, and share that with the world and, and, and pass on hope. Yeah, absolutely. And, I, and, you know, we separate out people um, who, who struggle with depression, anxiety, and trauma, and we label them as mentally ill. And, you know, we put them over there. Um, and that's a problem because because of stigma and shame. Um, but it's also just not true. There is no <laughs> separate diseased population that struggles with those things. Those things are just aspects of the human experience. And we all go through them at different points in our lives and in different ways. Those are the things that connect us and that make us human. Yeah. Talk a little bit about how you were saying that we're not just about the mental health aspect that everybody yeah, who so, feels like an outsider is a member of our club. Yeah. So <laughs> exactly. Uh, my God, I mean, you know, Dave, we were talking about uh, you, the flyers you made for your band and 
you know, tell us that story about, I mean, artists are the same way. They come to our shows and they're standing. Sure, sure, sure. Let me just, let me just finish up. Let me let Pia finish up the last thing we were saying. And then I'll tell you that. Uh, yeah. yeah, I just, I just wanted to say, you know, beyond uh, mental illness, this project is for people who are just different, you know, um, not so much in LA, but in most other parts of the country, there is a very narrow range of acceptable ways to be and to live and to behave. And if you don't fall within this, you know, electric fencing of this narrow margin, you're ostracized, you're bullied, you're scary, you're weird. And so with this project, you know, we're hoping to reach those people and to make them feel proud and to celebrate that they're that they're wildly different and they have family yeah and family. That, yeah. exactly and they yeah. will be part of our family and and the thing about dual diagnosis is you don't have to buy a t-shirt to be a part of our family you know yeah. what i mean like that's not what we're about you can walk down the street and and see some street art or fine art or whatever you want and you it's free the messaging is free we have a, a manifesto and a short film on our www.dualdiagnosis dot com site where it's all explained and we're just giving it away if you want to wear it that's cool too our wearable but, proclamations yeah. yeah but um when you were talking about the jane's addiction early flyers so my introduction into the art world i grew up my dad was senior vice president gray advertising which meant i had a drafting table and blades and Letraset and all the old school tools of 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 making uh layouts at home so seven, eight, nine, ten years old, I'm sitting at a drafting table with a blade and Letraset and making up my own stuff. So when Jane's Addiction came around, it came time to hand out flyers. Like we took great pride in our flyers. We handmade them and we were taping pieces of, of words that we cut out of magazines because I needed I needed a dress for the Roxy so or for the rainbow. So I had to cut it out and tape it on there or use back then it was rubber cement with the erasable rubber cement. Love that. Still use it. But, uh, and then I would go to a zero. My dad was in advertising. I would go to his office and Xerox off the flyers that we handmade and the, the most humbling and, 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 uh, and I think back, and I think back to funny stories is that Perry Farrell and I used to go hand flyers out that we physically made, Oh my God. Get people to come see our bands. And, you know, if, if you were around when flyers were coming out and it wasn't just an Instagram post, the artist himself had to physically hand it to you. So we were physically handing things to people and they look at it, they drop it, they crumple it up and throw it back at us. I mean, it was like, it was the most humbling experience. And like, to, I'm so grateful for that because it lit our fire. We were like, fuck these guys, they're not getting it. We're gonna make sure they get it. You know what I mean? And I think that I think that we did, you know, in a small way. So, um, but that, that, that question ties into like my introduction into being into graphically an artist and then how using imagery in conjunction with music was such an imperative part of Jane's Addiction's whole, uh, just whole scene. I mean, I think of Jane's Addiction as a, as a touring art installation, not as a rock band. And um, so that, that to me was my early days. And then, and then I grew up and got older and I got into oil painting and, 
my my OCD wouldn't allow me to get oil paint everywhere because it gets everywhere. So it makes sense that an ex oil painter with OCD would form dual diagnosis to still be creative, but not have to worry about the the you know my paintings drying for thirty days. Right. You need spray paint and something quick. Yeah, I want instant. I want fast. And and when it comes to stuff on the street, I just I I love watching the deterioration. Yeah, it's a fascinating medium on so many levels. And that's one of them, the deterioration. It becomes, uh, you know, there's so many iterations that it goes through. Yeah, it becomes its own. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. You can drive all over LA and see. Well, yeah, but you can put something up and then drive by it a next a week later and it looks completely different and other people have put stuff up and the rain fucked up your paste or your paint or whatever it is and it's like you're like wow that looks fucking cool i wish i did that originally but you get <laughs> ideas from watching the deterioration like even things you don't want to happen inform the next thing you just have to be open to all those things right yeah you have to let go of all control yeah it's like that. it's like i always tell Padilla when we're working and we hit us we hit a struggle i always tell her or like we hit something that we don't think we can get past I always bring up Bruce the shark <laughs> from Jaws because when Steven Spielberg made Jaws, that shark did not work, which is why we don't see it for two thirds of the film. And because we don't see it for two thirds of the film, it is much scarier and he had to make it work. And so like, there's always Bruce the shark somewhere in every mistake and you just gotta be willing to find it. <laughs> <laughs> Dave, you guys created a great video for dual diagnosis. It is so well done. It looks like something you might see at even Art Basel because it is so artful. And at the same time, it delivers a strong message. Tell us a little about it. Yeah, I think, I think the thing about the video that's so important is it really gives an inside peek as to what we're doing, that this is not a merch company. Yeah. Like we really take our time and care and hand make every little thing, including everything you see in that movie, Padilla and I handmade. And we came up with the concept and we, we wanted that we've created two heroes that are characters insulated in their own environments because they're so terrified of the outside world. Yeah. That's why they're in these weird suits, which are actually dive suits from the 19, from the 1700s. So we refurbished them and uh, our friend Lainey Chantal, created them, recreated them beautifully. And she's an amazing effects uh, designer and, and costumer. So if you get a chance, check her out too. But she did all that, all those, and and we made the rest and uh, we plan to make more films yeah. and set up more installations so people can walk around in those films. Yeah, there's so much in that. I think it's three minutes, right? I mean, there's just so much. Getting that down to three minutes was a nightmare. Yeah. You know, it's like in the yeah. editing room, they say you got to kill your babies because you fall in love with something, but it's just too long. And you're like, this has to go. I mean, I would have made that thing six hours long if I had my way. Right. Yeah. <laughs> We're just trying to articulate these you know, kind of obscure aspects of the human experience, um, you know, things that people f all feel, but don't really yeah. have words for. And in doing that, you know, create a just a greater sense of connection. But in Cliff Notes terms, if you just remember this, if you do hang out to see the film, that film is really just about two really tragically traumatized souls 
that find each other and use their trauma to create their own reality of beauty that they're happy in. And that's exactly what we're doing. So on a weird level, those two little animated figures are Padilla and I. Yeah, I got that. And at the end, the color that's brought back into it is spectacular. So those are all made out of handmade Rorschach inkblot designs that we did and built little figures out of them. So our logo is the Rorschach design because it's such an archaic, you know, he, he told his patients that there's no wrong answer looking at those ink blots. But if you said, if you looked at an ink blot and said, I see a man smashing a woman in the face, he'd lock you up. So there is a wrong answer, <laughs> you know? Yeah. But so we're playing on a lot of the ancient archaic ways that psychiatry and, and, and healing was forced on people. And we're also just kind of lifting the stigma. And one brilliant thing that Padilla always says is that when military people, when military soldiers come home after seeing horrific events, right? And they, the things that they have had to see and the PTSD that they have to deal with and they are honored and they are awarded and they are revered. Well, people suffer like that all around the world all the time, maybe not in war zones, um, but they suffer on those levels and the PTSD which lives in the body is just as real, which is why our jackets are military jackets that are old vintage jackets from Vietnam because we know that whoever wore that jacket then saw the most unimaginable trauma, yet the jacket came back and we're still going to use it to celebrate him or her and what we're doing. Amen. Well, thanks, you guys. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. And for everyone listening, you can check out Dual Diagnosis at D-U-E-L diagnosis.com. The link to their fabulous video is right there on their homepage. And thanks again for being with us today. Listen to more of the Art Fair Confidential podcasts at redwoodartgroup.com forward slash podcasts. And we'd love to hear your feedback as well as suggestions for new topics. Just drop us a note at info at redwoodartgroup.com or click on the comments box at the bottom of the podcast website page. Remember to stay in the know. Join us next time for more Art Fair Confidential.